superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Sally with one on the clock. Oh, a heartbreaker for Chicago. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm the greatest. This is the Rich Eisen Show. He is so good and he he's so powerful to be around. With guest host, John Spider Sally. Sabonis throws to the rim where Tatum grabs and flushes. Now for the MVP, I don't think there's much suspense. Jason Tatum. Today's guests, host of HBO's Game Theory, Beaumont. Jones. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's John Sally. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. John Sally sitting in for Rich. And uh, we got uh, Bomani Jones coming on. And I'm a big fan. And I can't wait to talk to him because he, he I see him on more TV now than, I, than Stephen A. Smith, which is amazing. Everywhere. His own show. He's on CNN, ESPN. I think I saw him on Lifetime. <laughs> he's, he's on everything. He's going to get on, and I have so much to talk to him about. I, I, we're not going to bring the. We're going to keep the show high and 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 funny. Uh, but he doesn't have a problem on his commentary. Great journalist. So make sure you stay tuned. What, about what? Twenty more minutes. Twenty. You get, minutes. To, you get him to come on. <clears throat> think about that. How many shows he has to be on every day? Right, because times have changed. We got TV all kind of places. Everywhere, everywhere. The best place TV is Roku. Absolutely, clearly. See, I know how to do this. Uh, <laughs> to have a show on Roku is big. Not only do they have a network, they own TV. So you can get a Roku TV right now for uh, if you call me and hit me on johnsally.com. <laughs> I got a couple of the fell off a truck before they went to uh, oh, Best that, Buy or Costco. Is that your van saying? parked in the back? That, no, I don't have the white van. Okay, <laughs> I was about to say, that's, that's never been there before. Now you're... <laughs> yeah, when I got here this morning, man, it was, it was a guy outside smoking a cigarette. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> this guy outside smoking a cigarette said, what, what you doing, man? Get off what, my corner. Was it Pat Mahomes, dad? <laughs> <laughs> smoking a Joe Burrow. We smoking on that Joe Burrow. We smoking that Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, man. I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love when... Uh, hey, Sally, I'll be in the interrupt. I'll be in the interrupt. We hit this on Friday a little bit with Kirk Morrison. You know, I think sometimes people don't really realize if you just look at him, Patrick Mahomes' background, right? And then you right. see his dad, former pitcher, baseball pitcher, Pat Mahomes, and it's just like, 
Okay, but then you look at Jackson and you're like, wait a minute, how did the, the, his dad, who sounds like, you know, the local car mechanic, like, what, what you got on that, there, boy? Let's see what you got there, boy. You boy, you look just like your daddy there, boy. <laughs> and you got Jackson. And it's just like, these, the apple did fall kind of far from the tree. Oh, it would seem. It man, just would I, seem. I, 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 I said, That's funny. <laughs> my father, God rest so quilly, when uh, he would, he would, when I was playing for Detroit, and we would fly by my second year, by going into my third, going to the championship year, we would go down to Atlanta, and my father would be waiting by you know where they let our bus off, and he would shake everybody's hand, and I didn't realize how impressed he was. You know, I, I didn't see him smile a lot. But he would smile, hey, and they'd be like, how you doing with Sally? He'd be like, hello. He knew everybody's name. <laughs> and then uh, I would put some of my stuff away. And then I would go down and get in the car because I would go see my mom and she would have cooked. She, you know, she cooked. So, you know, we're going to get there. And it would be about 8 o'clock at night. And he was so happy to come down and meet those guys. My pops was so stoic. And then one time my teammates kept saying, where do you go? Every time you leave, we go to Atlanta. I said, oh, my mom cooks. Do you, trust me, we almost made the bus one time. Cause my mom's had cooked enough for everybody. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't want to make this a regular thing. Like a couple of these dudes, I don't even like that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we get along. We got to, um, when you ask me about my teammates, we have, oh, once again, everybody, just to let you know, uh, Bomani Jones is coming up in uh, how many more minutes? 15, 15 minutes. 15. Um, my uh, my teammates, right? When you, when you think about them, the only ones I talk to really now are the guys I played in Detroit with. We have a, a chat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And we have a, we have a, a text and we give every, so you got to pick our fingers and one of them says we're number one and this is how we salute each other. And I can't do it on the air when we would salute each other and like something happened. We all thank, we all congratulated Isaiah Thomas. Everybody congratulated Isaiah Thomas going to be going to Phoenix Suns, making things work. He makes things happen. As you see, he makes things happen. Uh, he's a good luck charm. And, uh, but there's some teammates, man, like I don't talk to, I don't know where they are. If they're alive, like, <laughs> like seriously, once and I say this because you know my cousin Mike talked about teammates and being a good teammate. You really, it depends. You don't get to really hang out with your teammates. You just go to work with them, mm-hmm. so you don't, you know, you don't get to know them that well. You don't get to know, especially if they're married and have kids. They, the only time you get them is when they're on the road, and. You know, we got 10 times more security now. You know, it's, a, it's people you, you're kind of putting together to force to work with. You know, not like this place where you guys come for free. Because um, <laughs> you love Rich, you know, you just like to support. <laughs> Jay over there said, hey, let me get the fake smile. Yeah, Rich might be watching. That, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, it's a job, man. It's an it's a unbelievable job, but it's the greatest one in the world. But the problem with the job, going back to Tua, I know I'm jumping around, but going back to Tua, having concussions, all that kind of stuff. He's going to retire when most people 
start making their money. He's going to retire in his early 30s, right? That's it's just the way it is. The, the league it's is set possible, up for us to retire yeah, too. It's possible. Right. They don't, they don't want you going past 34 years old. It, it, it's not good for the lead when guys go past 35. It's really not good for the lead when a guy plays longer than 10 years, right? It's better for the year. It's better for the league to keep new faces. Yeah, and, churning and out, churning out new stars. Yeah. And, you know, new, you know, new players and new plays. You know, guy like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. These guys playing later in life, mm. in their football life, is it's kind of kind of a one off. You yeah. know, like TJ, you say it all the time. It's an Tom Brady's an anomaly, yeah. right? Aaron Rodgers too. If he keeps playing, I assume he'll keep playing. It's you don't see guys have great success no. when they hit the four in their age. And no, in anything in life, when you hit that in four. anything really. I mean, you talk about like tennis players. Yeah. Once they hit thirty, their career is basically over. Like a running back hits thirty, and their career is essentially over. See, and I, I've been a long believer in this. That's why I think sports kind of skews people's real life views of things, right? Because when we were kids growing up, you would hear somebody hit 30 and the announcer would make them seem like, oh, he's at the end of the career. It's over. So you, right. people grow up with this mentality like, oh, you're 30. Yeah. You're old. Or, oh, you're 40. Like to say 40 is the end. Nah, man. Like 40 in the real world's real life situation. <laughs> it's not, man. Like I got on this show in my 40s, you know? So it's like to me, you know, when we think of 40, I think sports does kind of throw off. Right. It's what, a young man's game, though. Yeah. Kind of throws young, off what age really is because you're still a young man at 37. Man. Yeah. And, 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 and trust me, at, 30, at 36 when I retired, there's a, there's a hill here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, over in the hood. Um, uh, this park that everybody used to train at. And I used to train there. And there's a hill we call Hamburger Hill. And I got to a point where I could run that hill at least twice, three times. And, I, and I'm thinking, I look at that hill right now and I'm thinking, man, they don't have scooters around here. Like <laughs> walking up that joint. <laughs> so at 40, everything is going to change in your life, period. And if you don't believe me, when you get to 40, you're going to be like, Sally was right. Everything changes. The way you look at things, your political choices change. Uh, well, you look at life in general. You look at life. Like, I became a father at forty, and it's oh, I, I did too. Thirty nine. Yeah, same, and it's changed my whole life. I know my daughter has destroyed my whole thoughts of anything. <laughs> I, I, when I mean that, she's nineteen now, and the, <clears throat> at forty, because I had I had Giovanna early. I was twenty two, twenty three years old. So by the time I'm thirty nine, and I have another one, and I have a baby around, you, you treat them differently. And I would say to her, hey, that's a life experience. Every time she would do something, that's a life experience. That's a life experience. It, it would go to the point where my wife was like, you're not going to do anything? I said, what am I going to do? I'm going to tell her, hey, you shouldn't get caught being in trouble. Like, <laughs> stop getting caught. She's <laughs> 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 I told her, I told her, I told my cousin the other day, like, my daughter and I had such a crazy relationship. She was sneaking out of the house one time. And I go, where are you going? She goes, don't tell mommy. Kept running. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't care about you at all. I was like, hey, you know, you might, you, you're not gonna say you want me, you want me to do this craziness. Life experience, right there. Life experience. Remember that. Life experiences. That's what life is about. Experiencing different things. It only thing to experience. Um, I was thinking uh, earlier when I when I thought about this and I had gone back to Miami. I think every when I went to play in Miami, I think I got better. And when I went down there, they gave me like a $15 million contract uh, for like 100 years. And it, <laughs> it was supposed to be like a great contract. And 
Hank Goldberg, God rest his soul, used to kill me on radio. He, I don't know what it was and why he didn't like me, but he was like this New York mentality when you guys are talking about that, that, that attitude. And he would go at me and I was wondering, I go, what did I do to this guy? So I figured out how to get on as a caller and I got on. <laughs> Fake name? I, I went on and said, what is your problem with John Sally? and he was like you like Sasha yeah he's great he does this he's a team player I went through this whole thing with Hank and then I found out that the general manager at that time I'm not going to say his name because I don't remember it nor do I like him he go ahead look it up he was feeding him stuff he was feeding him stuff he was like his shoulders are hurt I don't know if his shoulders are hurt and I don't know if this guy, and he was feeding him to the point where I got traded. Pat Riley said, the only person you shouldn't have traded was me because I knew how to win. And he got fired. Uh, and was the same guy. He was a general manager of Lewis the Louis Schaffel? No, Lewis was the greatest. Okay, hold on. General manager came in. Lou had sold the team, was selling the team. Uh, Louis Chaffel was the was, well, was he was the, the GM when you were in Miami the early 90s. No, we had another one. Okay. We had another one, right, president. I'm, right, I'm looking. And uh, he was he was also on the Nets when I was coming out in '86. And the first question he asked me is, "Could I fight?" And I didn't know. <laughs> Could I fight? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," but uh, I I heard punches cost thousands of dollars in the NBA. I'm not gonna be throwing any of those. Well, you know, that's the first thing they ask you now when you apply for a job at Waffle House. <laughs> Like, can you fight? It's mandatory. You gotta have hands. If you can't fight, you gotta be able to throw. You might as well go work at IHOP. With you cannot work at Waffle House. You know, what I mean? you know what, and there's cameras everywhere. You know what I just heard this morning on the way in is that West Hollywood are about to have drones. So if you got a nine one one call, they send the drones first. They're gonna send the drones. They're not supposed to spy on people in West Hollywood because it's West Hollywood, but they're sending the drones. Everything is going digital pretty soon. Wow. RoboCop is real. Man, Terminator's coming, and we're letting it happen. Like, we, it are letting, we are letting we're it letting happen. it happen. Yeah, anybody, you're only going to be able to have $200,000 in your bank account. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's about to go down. So you, if we don't have that much, will they add to it so you can make it up to two hundred, Or that's the max anyone? No, allowed? they're going to be watching you like they do in China. And if, you, if you're not a good person to them, you're going to lose points. Oh, man. Who that's, the, it's all happening. Who's, who's the worst teammate? My worst teammate? <laughs> I mean, it was like 30, 40 years ago. Who cares? I mean, that's kind of disrespectful to say it like that, though. No, I'm just saying, like, 40 years ago, you Sally. Said people, you said there's guys you don't even talk to anymore, so it's... Who, who as a young guy, I didn't understand it. But when I got older and I got when I got traded to Miami, I, I, I love him. It's Bill Lambeer. Oh, okay. Bill Lambeer, literally before, before he said, before I become inebriated at the championship party, I want to say thank you putting up with because I had to stay on you to get you to this point. And you don't realize it right. while you're in it. But Bill Lambert has been more influential in my overall life than most of my, any of my oh, teammates. that's great. And, and um, you know, for a while, I, he t- I became a Republican because of Bill. Well, you I'm had money, so I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being serious. Um, but then I got out of politics. I got out of politics because I realized it wasn't beneficial for athletes to like. You should not 
You should you should you should be able to talk about things that are socially um, important, but it, it shouldn't base it upon it. Like LeBron is a Democrat, right? Because the liberals love LeBron. That's what it is, and that's what yeah. he got, right? And and the Republicans didn't like him. It, it's 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 a trip. It's hard to get to. But Michael Jordan said Republicans do wear Jordans I, too. I uh, <laughs> so I, I just think when you when you're on a political thing and you're talking, I think that's a that's a tough thing when you're an athlete. I think it's kind of hard to stand clear and not join a side. But you know, this is sometimes life. you got to make a choice. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be public with it. <laughs> I, th- I still I still think you know the reason the booth is a booth for you to go in individually. That's the way it should stay. I shouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get into it. Look how much it gets into, man. They, they shut up and dribble. They set up. Oh my God. I was like, Oh my God, what's this getting into? Can you FaceTime Ronnie Cycli and he will, he answer right yes. now. If I had Cycli's number and he would probably say, Sal, let me drop a beat. Cause he, he's an unbelievable DJ yeah, right now. Word, right? Yeah. I watch him on Instagram there he is. and he, and he still got it. Then you had a, a guy you played with, Harold Miner, was uh, a dunk contest. Yeah, didn't just, talk a lot. No? Nah. But he was my rookie, so he was he was, he was was good with me. He didn't talk a lot. I love Matt Geiger was a, one of my favorite teammates, but he, you know, kind of pushed me out of Miami. Uh, but that's the way it goes. You know, that's the way it goes. But I love Matt Geiger. Matt Geiger was one of my favorites as well. Steve Smith. Steve Smith, Smitty. Yep. One of my favorite people on the planet. One of my favorite teammates. Um, Keith Askins. I'm naming everybody Keith from Miami. Oh, Keith man, Askins, boy. Keith Askins, my boy. Keith was was hard worker, man. Hard worker deserves everything he's he's gotten. Gotten. Yeah, yeah Willie Burton on that team. He dropped fifty oh, in the game once. Sweet D Willie. Sweet D Willie. <laughs> Sweet D Willie. <laughs> Sweet D Willie, boy. Everybody know what they call me. Sweet D Willie. <laughs> Sweet D Willie, boy. I was oh, my man. Fifty grand. Um, Bimbo Coles was on that team. Hard worker. Couldn't hear out his left ear or, or right ear. One of his ears. Whatever it was, you had to be on that side of him if he was going to get the ball. <laughs> I think it was his left ear because he bat right-handed and he got hit in the ear or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, wouldn't pass it to me on the left side. I would tell him, man, I'm on the left side. Get on my right. And I was like, all right, got it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. That uh, Bo, uh, Bomani is, um, I think, shaving his head, so he's he's not here right now. Uh, I'm going to talk to him about that. But uh, Bomani had great hair. We saw he him. He did, at the, and I wanted to ask him, making more money. What happened? Like we what? saw him at the sports Emmys, literally the a few hours before we ran into you on yeah. the streets of New York. 
great, huge mini fro. It was awesome. I know. And now he's going clean shaven. Going clean. I'm glad he has a nice skull because it, it, it <laughs> looks good. But I got to say that uh, sitting at the uh, Rich Eisen Show desk is furnished by Granger uh, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Uh, got to always talk to the sponsors anyway. When we get. We, one, I don't know. I, I didn't get to talk to uh, Bomani before we started, so I, I don't know if the hair is a sensitive situation. Oh. But, but you know, he he had a great afro. Then he had mini dreads, but a lot of forehead. And then he just said, off with my hair. Which, you I wonder know, if it, it was a forehead situation. He was just like, you know, he's creeping back. You know, like Stephen A's kind of creeping yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. They had two foreheads. I'm telling you, those two, when they were interviewing each other, he even made a point, like, whose forehead is bigger. <laughs> they should have measured. That would have been a good one. We measured Rick Fox's uh, head one time <laughs> <laughs> on the Lakers, like, because Brian Shaw had, like, you know, looks like a big head. Mm-hmm. And Shaquille has a big head. Derek Fisher you know, stubby body, big head. <laughs> Rick Fox had the biggest head around really? in circumference. Yes. The the biggest head around. Like uh, it, 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 he has a lot of face. He has a lot of good face. Women love the face, yeah. but he had a lot of head to go with it. And I had the <laughs> smallest cause this is a P and I started realizing, <laughs> man, I look like, like this is such a small head. Like my hands look big on my head, but man, Rick Fox had the biggest head. Now was that so that you were ninety nine two thousand? Yeah. Is that the Kobe mini fro years too? Because I love that yeah. look on him as well. I uh, yeah, that was that was that was a good times. That's when he was eight. We would say eight. We just eight. we wouldn't even say Kobe. We'd be like eights here, <laughs> man. Eight's tripping. Man, eight needs to pass the ball. Uh, <laughs> I used to be like, no, eight needs to keep doing what yeah, he's doing. Eight, keep shooting. Keep going. Well, you said he didn't go out. What was he like in those early he, days? Kobe Bryant was a student, and all he did is watch. I met uh, Vanessa when no one else did. Like I had seen her at the games, and he was like, "Yeah, I met her at my video shoot. You know, dating this girl right here," and was quiet about it himself. I went to with him in the studio too when he was over at Sony, and I, I liked it. I liked his flow. Um, but you know he would go to like if he wasn't playing basketball, he'd be in a music studio, be around his family. You know, didn't get to didn't get to go out a lot. When other place you can meet him at was Powerhouse Gym, uh, a Gold's Gym down in down in Venice. Yep. He would go to Gold's Gym. Uh, I went in there one time, and man, it was Steroid City. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this girl said, "You want a shot?" And I was like, "Oh no, Mister." Oh, stop. <laughs> Didn't know what was happening. Didn't know where it was, what I was doing. Uh, you know. Anyway, everybody, we're waiting on uh, Bomani Jones to we're get efforting. on. We're looking for Bomani. It's all good. Bomani. This is, and, you know, just think about how many shows, right? This guy goes from ESPN, and he had to sit there and talk sports. Such a good journalist. You know, I remember when Stephen A. started – and we, he started right here at the Best Damn Sports Show. I remember George Greenberg. What's up, George? I hope you're watching. He was like, this guy is going to be a superstar. And then think about it. Ten years going, he has the number one show, Stephen A. Smith, on that network. Hard worker. Hard worker. Yeah, I, I got to help him. And I sit around and I wonder, how could you know and watch so many sports and be so opinionated? And I met Jay over here, so I understand. <laughs> <laughs> and having that piece. Uh 
what else are we going to talk about on this wonderful show? And this is a deal, too. Everybody know this is unbelievable that we're sitting on Roku. You guys may not realize it, but, you know, all smart TVs, you can watch this show, yep. more eyeballs. Think about all these eyeballs, though. How many stations are there now? Like 400 and something stations? Just TV channels? Just TV channels. I mean, yeah. back, back when you were There's forced to watch channels. three. <laughs> right, forced to watch three and ABC, and, NBC, CBS. Yeah, That's and they're it. talking about we're being programmed. We are programmed really well back then. I, I'm old enough to when the TV used to go off at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it would just be snow. Yeah, it'd be snow, and then uh, it's such good propaganda. You would hear there would be an American flag, and they'd be playing <laughs> "God Bless America," yeah. "America the Beautiful," constantly going. Just infomercials. <laughs> Late at night. Yeah. Propaganda was really good. Kids now don't understand what it is to not have a remote for the TV. Uh, me either. Like, I was the remote. I'd be upstairs. My grandpa would call me downstairs. He'd be sitting three feet from the TV. Like, boy, change that to channel 12. I was like. Yeah, remember the, the dial was like <laughs> 2 to 13. Yep. And then there was the UHF channel. Yeah. Then we got the cable box. And that's when you knew. Because that's when we started getting rich. Like, WTB. Oh, no, not at all. But you somehow we got that got cable, cable box. box. We got TBS. So we were getting the Braves. Braves had to games. watch the Braves. Then I got NWA wrestling, though. And that was. WGN, too. You, know, you get Cubs yeah. also. Yes. We didn't get that one, though. So you didn't get so it? we weren't that rich. Oh, man. We got you WTBS. I, I, first time I saw CNN. cable. I was at Georgia Tech. Coach Crimmins had it at his house. And he had us all come to watch Eddie Murphy's Delirious. <laughs> what? Wait. Bobby Crimmins? Bobby Crimmins. Right? Had you over the house to watch Eddie Murphy? The whole Murphy? squad to what? watch Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that is incredible. Delirious. It was the best. That I, I, I was like, I, I knew I liked this guy. And this is why it's so crazy. Because a year or two years earlier, we would have to listen to Richard Pryor albums in quiet. You have to laugh in the pillow because we would sneak in my boy Mitch Hill's house and he would play it and we would listen to Richard Pryor and laugh in the pillow. <laughs> like you couldn't laugh at that kind of comedy. Next thing you know, Eddie Murphy's on, on HBO in a red leather suit saying some of the greatest things I've ever seen. One of the greatest stand-ups ever. I'm telling you, man, it was, it was a time. Time's anyway, all right, ladies and gentlemen, on the show right here is my man, well, Monty Jones, what's up, B? How you living? Dude, I'm good, man. Apologies for being a little bit late. Yeah, no, you just well, you just wanted to make me sweat. That's all. I appreciate it, though. <laughs> hey, we want you know I'm I'm always having fun, and I love what you do. And just to let you know, I'm a fan of yours. I watch what you do. I appreciate it. I also follow you on your all social media. Um, I got a question because I was forced to go bald headed. Like my hairline started racing to the back of my neck. <laughs> and uh, I had a I had a sunroof in my afro. Why did you cut your hair off? Oh, I had to I had to get out in front of it. Like I knew which way it was going. Like there's a picture of me at uh, well, it's all of us at my aunt's funeral in 2013, and it's me and my brother and my three cousins, and it's four of us are bald headed. And the other one had done an amazing penciling job to get him to the next place in it, right? Like, I knew this is where it was going to go. And so when I moved to Miami, I made a decision. I ain't trying to sit around no barbershop and listen to what these dudes got to say about sports. Not as a dude on television. I might as well take matters into my own hands. And then the pandemic came, and I was like, I'm going to grow this back out. I ain't had it in, like, seven years. I thought I was going to look like Clyde Drexler. It just went a little bit better than, than expected. Yeah, I was sitting there. I was like, man, if I could grow hair. I tried, man, and I look like George Jefferson. 
during the pandemic, man, I looked like George Jefferson. My hair was going around this way. Uh, I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm thinking if I had a chance to get a hair implant, would I do it? I, and I, I think, ain't cheating. I ain't cheating. I, I refuse. That, 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 that man, if a girl like, can get a breast augmentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear, right. I hear you. I hear you. I could never look at myself the same again if I took that route because uh, everybody would know I was lying. Uh, like, I feel like you got to do that mad early. Like LeBron seems to have tried to get out in front of it, but he didn't. Like I don't know if he tried to save money on it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, on the phone we got Bomani Jones, HBO Game Theory, and ESPN's Right Time with Bomani, Bomani Jones. Hey, so this is the question. I see you on CNN. ESPN, HBO, how many checks do you get? <laughs> well, uh, HBO is C- the CNN one. That's that what they call that corporate synergy, uh, which translates into hey, they already pay you over there. Uh, oh. But right now, it's it, 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 it's a mere two. It is a mere two checks um, at the moment. But see, it's funny. You think of it in the context of checks as opposed to jobs. I look at it as I got two jobs. Most people don't want to have two jobs. No, no. There's there's a guy, uh, Dick Gregory said, anybody with two jobs is broke. <laughs> he said, because yeah, you got greedy. Yeah, there's you only can't. Two ways it could be, and I guess I'm greedy. All right, so I watch you, and you get into some really serious things. Do you ever have to have a conversation with the people at HBO, or they just let you Dave Chappelle and go do what you do? No, HBO lets me go, to be honest. ESPN always did, too. Like, I never, even when I wore that T-shirt that said Caucasians on it, I never really got any, like, actual fussing or anything like that. Like, I figured out the space where you can say this stuff but people can't really, like, try to get you in trouble for it. I don't really know how I managed to pull this off. I was on uh, Jamel Hill's podcast the other day, and she asked me how it was that I had managed to never get to so I could teach her my ways. And I was like, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> uh, well, if you wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, it's the same thing. Good The t-shirt was fun, though, because it was people trying to figure out if they should be mad, but knowing they didn't have a reason, they just couldn't figure out what to say to me. And they, they were, most people were like, that's how you spell it? <laughs> I just didn't know that somehow Caucasians was supposed to be an offensive term. Like I'm mad confused. Like if white people don't want to be called Caucasians, I'm like, buddy, I don't think you've seen the rest of the list. Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> when I was on, I was on Fo- when I was on Fox, you know, somebody would say something, and I said, "Negro, please," <laughs> and they called me upstairs. They said, "Hey, you can't say that." I said, "I can't say Negro." He said, "Well, you know, we we know." What you're really saying? I said I'm saying Negro, <laughs> and George is Let like, me tell you, if I know what you're really saying, but work, man, a whole lot of people be out. Of, like, if that was the standard, a whole lot of people be out of work because I know what a whole lot of people really say all the time. Yeah, I saw it on the Jeffersons way back in the '70s. You can let me say it. All right, last yeah, night was the NBA All Star Game. Last night was oh, the NBA All Star Game. What did you think? And do you do you still find it entertaining? I find the All-Star game to be entertaining, and I think the way they've changed the format to like make the endings entertaining works. Because the truth is, everybody's like, I wish they would play defense. No, you don't. <laughs> like, like, I said not, that. Not, not like super-duper for real defense, right? Like you do want some resistance, certainly. And you get that at the end, and you see cats do like flash and stuff. So, yeah, the All-Star game itself uh, still does it for me. The, 
the Saturday night stuff is always hit or miss. Like, everybody's like, the dunk contest is back. We'd have had to bring the dunk contest back like five times. The truth is, a dunk contest is either going to be excellent or you're going to complain about it. There's no space in between. So did you, did you uh, agree with the winner? I mean, I don't think there was any question who the winner was, although I did think my man from the Pelicans did some incredible stuff yeah. that people were not going to give him credit for. Because, look, man, once the six-foot-two white dude comes out there and is really wrecking it, everybody else can go home. Yeah, yeah like, no question. There was, there was, uh, everybody else could go home after Mac McClung did the very first one. It was a wrap at that point. And, by the way, he deserved to win it but we also know what time it was. This dude ain't never played an NBA game. The NBA did it for the ground, and it worked. Listen, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. And when what did you say he played in four NBA games? Four NBA. Did he play? Or I don't he was know. On they, a team? They, they just, he might have just been on the team. Yeah, I don't think he's played a game. He hadn't played a game with the Sixers. He wasn't on the Sixers when they put him in the dunk contest. They're like, look, man, this dude does views, and nobody in the league actually wants to participate in our contest. And that's the strange thing to me, that nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to lose. That. Nobody wants to lose. All right, and if you, you get in it. I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, they have to do something. But this is, this is the craziest thing. To save the, to save the slam dunk, uh, I don't know. They might have to change. One thing to do, which really might be crazy, and I know I'm going to get pushed for this one. They should raise the rim to 11 foot. When we'll I saw the guy that. look into the rim the other day, I said, okay, <laughs> they should raise the rim. This is the first time I thought they should raise the rim. Because, you know, I'm a shot blocker, yeah. so I'm thinking I'm going to get you on your way down. That kid would have dunked on me and 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 literally had his midsection by my by my stomach and I've been like oh this is embarrassing I can't push him down nothing <laughs> All right so we were th- all the what? all the pissing and you just came out I can't <laughs> push him down <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm sitting around and I watch uh, I'm watching your show and you take these are they questions from the audience and you stand up and you answer yeah. them Okay yeah I know you got I know you got a question for him I know you. I know you got something that you weren't allowed, or you don't think we should talk about on the show. But let's ask him, so then he can say it, and we can edit it and say, "Hey, you know, the guy's uncontrollable." <laughs> but buddy, why did the league think it was fine to just trot out Carl Malone this weekend? <laughs> yeah, because people don't know. <laughs> Like, okay, so I thanks. Think, <laughs> all right, D. All right, you th- told me to ask him. I when did, we could. and then you asked him. Now they have to do the research, and you have to go to his Instagram to no, see what no, he said no, about. No, no I'll, I'll say like I think this has come up where people like our sensibilities on things have changed, right? So yes. this was a story when Demetrius Bell, who was drafted by I think the Buffalo Bills, he played four years in the league. Carl Malone is his father. Um, Carl Malone impregnated his mother, and she had him when he was 13 years old, when she was 13 years old, right? And when he came into the league, it was a story, and people brought it up, and then later it became a story about their reconciliation. But our opinions of people having babies with children has changed, and it sounds like a crazy thing to say. But when you go back and listen to people like talk about when Jerry Lee Lewis got caught up with his cousin, uh-huh. they really leaned in on the cousin part and not the child part. Like the cousin part was the part that they found to be offensive. So this people have known about this, but then they forgot about it. And then Carl Malone, like you played in the league, you know this. People don't like him. 
No. And so it don't, it's not like he'd be hanging around. he just go back to the country, and then he's going to disappear again, and we're not going to think about it again because we're never going to see him. And so the NBA was like, eh, don't nobody really know about this. Wow. And they just brought him out there. So no one no, – it is so funny when uh, I saw Carl doing a Skechers commercial. That was the last time I saw Carl was on a Skechers commercial. And I turned around, and I was like, that's a big brother. And I looked, and I was like, that's Carl Malone doing a, a Skechers, like – in his truck, does he wear sketches or does he wear a Timberland? Uh, <laughs> I assure you, he does not know what a Timberland is. No, you, you're right. <laughs> you're right about that. Uh, so this is the deal. I'm going to ask you because you're an expert. Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets or Derek Carr. Who would you rather? I would rather have Aaron Rodgers in all likelihood. But, you know, LeBron and Tom Brady got us thinking that getting old don't matter. And it does. And he's old, and he's coming off his worst season. Now, you could say that it was his worst season because he had, I think, a broken thumb or something like that. That's fine, but that's what happens to old people. They break stuff all the time. It just happens. You might break it up, try to pour a beer. Like, anything could happen with that. But I'm taking him over Derek Carr. Like, the ceiling of the possibility of Aaron Rodgers is just that much higher, and they don't need that much. They just need a capable quarterback because they, I mean, everything else there is set up for them to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender, except for the fact that they're the New York Jets. And that's the biggest thing they're going to have to overcome because sometimes you just are who you are. Yeah, I know. New York Jets, 1969, last time, right? 69. <laughs> I mean, you're a local. You know what time it is with them? Yes, yes, I do. I do. Everybody was sitting here with my man, Romani Jones, on the air, and you can check him out. Just to let everybody know, he has this unbelievable show called Game Theory. And he sits around, and he really is, you know, I'm going to use a word. You really articulate. No, you're really good (laughs) on this show. He speaks so well. He speaks so well. (laughs) He speaks so well for somebody who's only Um, (laughs) 6'2". Right there on HBO. uh, New season is starting, streaming on HBO Max. Uh, how many seasons do you have? Do, are they doing you season by season, or are they being lovely? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. We're we're proving ourselves. We're uh, <laughs> we're, we're singing for our supper, John. Yes, really season by season. So I know I got season two. Hey, man, that's life sometimes. Man, yeah, like, they it. don't know it to me. Don't get me wrong, but if they told me tomorrow it was season three, it would feel good. It would feel good. So I was on LA's finest with Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba, and. Uh, season one and they were like hey we might get a season two we got a season two i was like oh this is great and it still didn't make me a cast member so during the pandemic i didn't get any checks uh except for sneakerella <laughs> but and and it's a trip what we were talking about when playing in the nba playing pro sports when you finish is when your life starts and when your career starts it, it, whatever you do after you finish playing pro sports that's your career the other stuff i can't even imagine jumping and dunking Shooting three point, I I I think it's even funny to watch me shoot a three pointer and watching all these big guys <laughs> shoot three pointers. Man, if I was allowed, I would have played at least till I was forty five years old. I would have. Oh yeah, you could have made that that move outside. Isn't that one of my favorite things in the NBA? Is the day a dude decides, hey man, I ain't doing that stuff no more. Like Chris Bosh got hurt in the playoffs one year and came back a completely different player. Mm-hmm. He missed like a like a month and a half and came back in the corner. 
never to see the post again. They no. like, ain't doing this no more. No, there's no, especially when they when they when they just want points. And I was explaining if you if it's just about putting the ball up as many times as possible, I that's what you need to do. I think that that part of it, the fun part of it, and then another thing, they take the fun out of it when you're a professional athlete. I said this before. I'll say it all the time. When we would win games, coach, all right, calm down, simmer down, simmer down. There's a lot of things we need to work on. We got the win, da 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 da, and. Don't we? We got to get ready for our next game. The next game, that's what they would do, and then they they brush it off. You got ten minutes to talk about the game, then they talk about the next. But let you lose, man. <laughs> that coaches talking about everything you did wrong the next day on sports radio. They they won't let your kids in school. All kind of things there on top of you. Yeah, I just thought about it, and I ain't thought about it. Yeah. You said there, there is no regular season win. That is like cause for celebration. You just look like a sucker. Yes. Right? <laughs> like, like you win one of those eight too. But them losses. Whoo. Them whew. losses. And they would say Every to me, why you only play matters. why you play like this in the playoffs? Because that's where it matters most. Uh <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the schedule? What's on the agenda? Top of top news in the NBA for the for the next uh going into the second half of the season. I mean, I think Phoenix has got to be question number one. Like, what are they going to look like? Because, look, they got Kevin Durant on one side, Devin Booker on the other. Good luck to you guarding them. But Chris Paul's health is always an issue as you go farther, and I don't know who as a collective they're going to guard. Like, that's that's the issue that I think we have with them. But that's the question. That's storyline one. And two, I like the kind of old-schoolness of the East in the sense that we got two teams that we all think are going to get to the, to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And we're just going to watch what happens until then and just get really anxious and anticipate getting Buck Celtics. That's the one I'm waiting on. Okay. So you're, you're thinking who's winning the championship, put you on the spot right now, and then we got to let you go? I am going with Milwaukee. I'm going with the team with the best mm-hmm. player. Wow. With a hurt wrist. I'm going to win that. a chicken dinner. Here we go. He's going, he's going <laughs> with, the, with the Greek freak. Everybody, please, thank you. Bomani for coming on the air with us. Bomani Jones with his big time show on HBO Game Theory. Make sure you tune in. He's streaming on HBO Max. He's big time. Thanks you very much, Bomani. Thank you, man. Y'all have a good one. All right, peace. Good dude. Oh my God. Bucks. Bucks. Okay, let's talk about that when we get back. We will. All right, John Sally filling in for Rich Eisen right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh, John Sally sitting in for Rich Eisen. 
right here on the Rich Eisen Show, and you can check it out on Roku. Uh, we got to thank my man, Omani Jones, for coming on. Great, great guest. Uh, and I'm sitting here, you know, because <clears throat> we're filling in, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering different things, you know, to say and different things, <laughs> way to come up, right? And so I was thinking, this is, this is, this is a good thing. This is what happens when you think. Um, why don't we talk about Steph Curry? Why don't we talk about Clay? And why don't we talk about the Golden State Warriors? Do you think that run and that dynasty is done? Hmm. 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 First off, first off, are they a dynasty? Yes. Yeah. One thousand percent. They are. Yeah. Okay. In the, they in got the, four championships in a what? A since two thousand and yeah, like that sixteen. Yeah, so they won six, four out of seven. They're a dynasty. Yeah. Okay. For man, go into the finals seven times. Yeah, that's, they've been awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, we don't talk about them right now because they're 500 team, and Steph is hurt. Yeah, and how quick it can change. Yeah, it can change so quick. I did a, um, I went over to uh, my boy Dana Pump. Always gets me on these cool gigs, and we went to this um, high school in uh, over in Lacayana. La, uh, what do you go like? What do you call it? Like uh, La Kenyatta? Yeah, La Kenyatta, right? And I, I've never been there. Me either. Right? And you go around a mountain, and it's a brand new Beverly Hills. I, <laughs> I, I was blown away when I was there. And Jerry West was there, 82 years old. I'm telling you, Jerry West looked m- maybe 60, maybe. And this is the craziest thing is he goes, yeah, I put you on the Lakers 23 years ago. And I, was, and I looked at him thinking, Whoa, you're 82 now. That Jerry West, I'm telling you, couldn't tell. Couldn't tell that this guy was 82 years old, still moving fluid, still paying attention to the game, knowing these different guys going. And I thought about Jerry, I was a big Jerry West fan. I still am. When they start talking about the greats, I always mention him. He went to the finals nine times before he won. Yeah. Almost in a, in a row. So imagine what his summer was like for nine years. That that is trauma. That is trauma right there. Losing. Well, you got to go to the you got to go to the grocery store. You got to go to restaurants. People are throwing your food at you, overcharging you for milk. All kind of things. <laughs> the things he had to go through that we couldn't even think about going through. I saw what that WNBA was talking about. You know, they should be flying private. Maybe they should fly private. I couldn't imagine an NBA player now flying commercial like we used to fly. And I had to sit with Dennis Robin and I had to sit and coach. Exit row, right? No, we we sat the the good days we were right behind first class and we had a seat in between us. Is where I learned yoga cuz I can put my legs <laughs> in all kind of positions <laughs> just sitting in that seat. And I just thought about it like all the different things that we had to go through that people don't think about and then play a game. So there was more distraction. You fly into a, I flew into Oakland. First time we're flying into Oakland. I I can't wait to go thinking I'm going to San Francisco. No, I'm in Oakland. And they don't tell you that, (laughs) that you're in Oakland. You're not in San Francisco. Right now you go, you go to San Francisco and they play. You're in San Francisco. But we were in Oakland and we check into the hotel (laughs) And the first thing, Mike Abdenauer, my man, Mike, what's up, Mike Abdenauer, our trainer, 
everything, president, everything. Mike goes, okay, this is the deal, Rook. When you get off, you're going to grab the balls because I had to carry the balls. Uh, we brought our own basketballs, and we had to carry – I had to carry Adrian Dantley's bag along with my bag, and Dennis Rodman had to carry the VCR and, and some other things. And he goes, when you get in – Walk straight to the lobby. Don't talk to anybody. When we walked through, it was pimps everywhere. <laughs> and I'm looking and say, hey, young fella, come here, young fella. And, I, and they were like, Sal. And I'm walking through thinking, did I just see what I see in the lobby at a hotel? So that distraction. I left so many things in the, in the lobby. <laughs> Where's my keys? I left my keys into this joint. <laughs> yeah, I need to go back down there. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break from radio. From the Rich Eisen Show. I'll talk to you in a bit. Hey, hey, hey. But we're still on Roku, which is by far the newest and the greatest channel there is out of the 275 channels. What would have happened in a minute, maybe not a minute topic, what yeah. would have happened if, like, Dennis Rodman punched out Joe Dumars? Would have never happened. One, Joe doesn't talk. Even to this day, he doesn't talk to us. But uh, <laughs> he didn't or talk. like if he would have punched out like the microwave, like what would have happened? That wouldn't have happened either. Vinny Johnson is by one one of the strongest people I've ever met. Dennis Rodman is the strongest person I've ever met. He's because whatever planet he's from, <laughs> you know, he's he's from a different planet. I'm, I'm telling you, he is he's an alien. He is an alien. And I'm saying it first, so when apocalypse happens, and then Dennis Rodman is the president. But you understand my larger point. <laughs> yeah. One, one, it doesn't happen that way. On our squad, the only person ever got into a fight was Isaiah and Tony Campbell and everybody against Bill Lambert. <laughs> Mark Aguirre, Bill Lambert is the only one that had any scuffle. We really didn't fight in practice. Sid Green, I mean, uh, yeah, Sid Green, uh, Rick Mahorn. It depends. When they, when they got tired, when the older fellas got tired, they would start something, it would be a scuffle. And they'd be like, all right, all right, break it up. Foul shots, foul shots. They knew how to get out of practice. Yeah, but it would, it would, we, we didn't fight like that. We definitely was a team, was a, was a family at that time. All right, John Sally here on the Rich Eisen Show. We'll be right back. <laughs> 